Broadcasting live from our satellite studio in Metro Washington, D.C., it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back on the home stretch, Ryan, of our trip here to D.C. Stone Payton here, your host, with our producer, Ryan McPherson. Another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights in store for you. This is going to be a fantastic segment. A little bit earlier today, we had a chance to visit with the president-elect of ATD, uh, but now we're going to talk to the Grand Poobah himself. Uh, this gentleman is managing director uh, for Avalon Foster Group, so he has a day job. But above and beyond that, don't know quite what got into him, but uh, he also decided that, oh, by the way, I'll run this other organization as well. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, uh, president of ATD, we'll find out which one, Mr. John Fitzpatrick. How are you, man? Doing great, thanks. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for bringing me down here to uh, to to talk a little bit about learning and development. You got a lot on your plate, man. You, you're out there doing stuff for Avalon Foster. You're in here doing ATD. You got to get um, Adam Yazneski. You got to get him uh, nurtured up so he can do the job. You don't have time to turn around. Yeah. Um, I'm also <laughs> uh, president of another board. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Children's <laughs> Advocacy Center, which is a, which is a great organization that, that helps children who have been abused. But uh, so between the three of them, yeah, my days are very full. Uh, actually, uh, Definitely. So um, Avalon Foster, uh, just a, a little bit of uh, background, a little bit of a primer. What, what are they out there doing for folks? What's their core business? Um, Avalon Foster is, uh, at, at its essence, is a learning and development management consulting firm. Oh, so, okay. All right. Um, we go in, uh, 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 the, probably the sweet spot in our business is developing leadership development programs, um, coaching um, those kinds of things. And then uh, we also do uh, instructional design and development for both classroom and, and online learning as well. <clears throat> and, you, and you have to just about anymore be able to provide both of those services. If you only do classroom instruction or classroom instruction design, you're going to have a handful. Of, you better have some good clients because you're only going to have a handful, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, no, no question about it. And what we're finding is when we go in to do um, help people uh, develop leadership development programs, uh, a lot of the curriculum that we create for them as a part of the program is customized. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, after you do an organizational assessment for a company, you kind of figure out what competencies are necessary for their leadership to be um, successful. And uh, we develop our programming around that. So the instructional design component comes in. Uh, so it's, it's really tied together. Yeah. So how does the sales and marketing thing work for a consulting firm like that? Is, is Avalon Foster kind of at the point where their phone rings and things get referred to? Or do you have, you have to go out and shake the bushes a little bit and let people know what you guys do? Or Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, the fourth company I've started. Um, two you, can't, a, you can't hold down a job, can two, you? Two, two have failed. Uh, <laughs> Two have been successful. You started um, this company? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So two have failed, two have been successful. Um, my first company that I started, uh, PCIQ out in Pittsburgh, was primarily a technology training company, and that was very successful. And in the beginning, it was just pounding the phones. You know how hmm. that goes. Uh, you, you, so many phone calls, so many appointments, so many proposals, and, and uh, you wind up... Uh, 
um, you know, being successful eventually. Um, marketing is so new, nuanced today. It's so much different. Uh, uh, so uh, it's much more of a social engagement, and it's planting seeds and waiting for them to basically um, sprout. So um, uh, it, it takes a little bit longer to get the, the plane off the runway, um, but uh, – but but yeah, that's now uh, nowadays uh, the marketing is more or less referral based. Uh, I mean, we, we uh, uh, and then customers that you've started with signing on for new phases of different types of work that they that they want to do. But I think once the word gets out there that you do good work. Yeah, you know, uh, doing good work is a great sales tool. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, <laughs> and bad work uh, is equally bad. Yeah. To uh, once the word gets out there that you do good work, it, it kind of takes care of itself. So. Um, so, practitioner, at this point, are you out there actually practicing your craft, or have you kind of gotten the thing to the point where you're running more of an organization of people? Or I do both. Uh, I I, I kind of fly on both seats of the. When, when do you sleep? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you still do both. You're out practicing your craft for the right types of clients, the right situations, but you've also got to continue to um, grow and nurture the balance of the yeah, organization, right? Like I said, I, I don't do a lot of direct sales activity anymore. Uh, it's not quite as necessary as it was when I first started the business. But what I do do is I, I definitely keep uh, oversight on the projects that I'm engaged in. Um, from a, either an engagement manager or a project manager perspective, um, because uh, I want to ensure that the that we're meeting the client's needs and and that we're doing a good job. So, so we suggested a little bit earlier in the conversation that if you only focused on instructor led. Uh, training or instructor-led design of training, you're probably going to have a very small client list and they better be good. Uh, what are some other trends that you're seeing out there? Um, well, it, it, it depends on the area of expertise uh, that, that you look at because when you think in terms of the ASTD competency model, there's 10 areas of expertise, uh, coaching, learning technology, evaluation, um, performance improvement. So, and within each area of expertise, you have different innovations that are occurring in those areas. Um, so, for example, if you take the learning technology side of the, the equation, you see um, more um, open communications uh, between learning management systems through, um, uh, you know, the uh, back office software, uh, so to speak, like TinCan and OAuth and, and Open Exchange. Um, so uh, that is, I think, emerging where uh, an individual may be a user on one learning management system and a user on another learning management system and and those records and that data can be combined into a complete uh, learning and development record for the individual so I, I find that kind of exciting um, also the use of badges um, although it's still somewhat immature I, uh, in, in its in its development it, it, it is growing it is becoming more popular and I think that those types of that type of badge system is going to be useful for career development people uh, in the future moving forward um, now our focus at Avalon De uh, Foster group is a lot on uh, performance improvement but we kind of hit it from the uh, the human development side. Um, so we do things like leadership training, um, training on innovation uh, techniques and things like that. And you'll see that uh, uh, 
innovation, leadership development and innovation is becoming, even though it's probably been the largest segment of, segment of training and development for some time, it's even growing bigger. Um, because of the way that our economy is shifting. Uh, there's a need for that uh, in our economy. And you see more and more people addressing that. Um, UMBC, uh, uh, UMBC training centers uh, out of Baltimore, um, great organization. Um, they just started a center for leadership and innovation. And, uh, and, and uh, I l enjoy working with them, and they, they do great work. And, and th really, that's in response to demand, um, what, what companies are asking for. Um, Dan Pink, uh, a few years ago, um, put out that book uh, called A Whole New Mind, and he talked about, you know, Asia, um, automation, and abundance, and how a lot of the white-collar jobs, um, similar like the blue-collar jobs went away when at, at the end of the industrial age, uh, they went overseas to China. Well, now we're seeing a lot of the white-collar jobs going away overseas um, to, to Asia um, because we're more global and virtual. Um, so, um, you know, you're taking maybe a $80,000 a year employee and, and substituting it with a $20,000 a year employee with the same college degree uh, and all of those <laughs> right. things. So instead of us being um, kind of fed off of the information age, we're really kind of reaching the end of the information age and moving into what Dan Pink calls the conceptual age, where um, we want products that are creative, that are designed, that are well, they're meaningful and things like that. Well, um, in order for companies to be competitive, uh, they have to have their employees um, kind of prepared to be creative. Um, and that's not a skill that, that a lot of people, uh, well, it's a skill that everyone starts out with when you're in kindergarten, but it's a skill that you, out of yeah, you, right? that you usually get sucked <laughs> out of you somewhere right. in uh, college or when you're getting your MBA. So, um, uh, so uh, there, there needs to be more of that right brain type of uh, competency and capability in organizations to continue to innovate and, and develop new products and keep our, keep our economy going, so... So I've got a couple observations. I don't know that they genuinely qualify as trends. They just seem kind of cool to me, and I've seen them more than once. So like at least call it a pattern, right? Okay, but but sure. I want to I check in and get your take on this because uh, not only are you, uh, you know, a very seasoned practitioner. I've learned not to say uh, old or <laughs> you're a very seasoned practitioner. You've been doing this, <laughs> but you've got your— I appreciate that. You've got your, your, your feet in several arenas, right? So <laughs> sure. I'd like to get your take on One is I get the sense that— as these competencies, um, the, as people specialize in mm -hmm. these these areas, that there's a tendency to, to dive deep in one's domain mm -hmm. and be, you know, like the best radio people you can be or the best, you know, training staffer people you can be, and then collaborate instead of trying to be everything to every, everybody, now go get the best in class whatever partner up with them and then go hand in hand to the client to serve them. I get the sense that's happening more than it used to. Is that? Oh yeah. Are you seeing it, that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean the, the whole, so we had when AST, ASTD, American Society for Training and Development, you know, um, kind of evolved, first evolved, it was more about instructor-led training, you know, becoming a more uh, skilled group of training professionals. Um, and over time, and it's really been validated by the change in the organizational name to the Association for Talent Development. It's, it's really become much broader than that. 
Um, Mm -hmm. So to include performance improvement, talent development, uh, coaching, um, all of those kind of things. So um, it's hard. You can know a little bit about a lot of things or you can really know a lot about one specialty area. And you and I uh, have probably experienced as well as other people. The person who knows a lot about a little is generally paid the most. (laughs) <laughs> um, so uh, um, yeah because you want that you want that expert uh, in, in a particular area and that's that's the guidance that I generally give um, new people who ask me about entering into the learning and development field where they should get started I usually direct them to go to the ASTD competency model and say hey you know look at the 10 um, areas of expertise Try and figure out which one you think lines up with your core capabilities. You know, which one lines up, which one fits you the best. And start there. And then over time, you'll find that the lines get blurred. You'll mm-hmm. you'll get yeah. engaged in projects that, yes, they include training instruction, but they also include a instructional design. And they, they include evaluation. So you start to get experience in the other um, uh, areas of expertise, and um, and that's how you grow yourself professionally. So. So you agree? You're seeing this. You're seeing more of it, and yeah. you're an advocate. If, uh, oh yeah. If you got I'm, one guy that specializes in this, one lady that specializes in this, you know, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Hook up together. You're both going to provide better. And you, so you're seeing more of it as well. I I am definitely uh, seeing more of it just because um, the areas of expertise within learning and development keep growing. It you have to kind of narrow your view a little right. bit, otherwise your mind will explode. So kind of related, I, I suppose, or at least it is in the way that, that the house of cards I call my mind is organized, is I see this tendency of, um, I don't really have the right word for it, so, but I think people understand what I'm asking. Uh, are business, more and more businesses uh, coming up that are, that are like Uber, that are Uberized. In other words, they may not have like actual inventory and that type of thing, but maybe their business is, like the two people I just described, the one who's really good at uh, testing and measurement and evaluation and demonstrating ROI, and the other person is uh, really good at design and delivery of a good blend of ILT and web learning, and they hook up together. But maybe there's this third company, they're the Uber that makes it real easy for those two to find each other and find a way to work together and, sh- and share the money. Are you seeing more of these Uberized kind of... Companies, uh, yeah, I, it, I, I don't know. Or is that I, a stretch? Yeah, I, I would say that might be a stretch. Um, at, at least, but I'm only talking out of uh, out of my own experience. But uh-huh. What I what I do uh, see is, um, you know, uh, people that are in the professional in the profession, either as um, individuals or um, small organizations, partnering. Uh, a lot. Um, there are more and more channels to create those partnerships. Uh, certainly, uh, things like LinkedIn and uh, Guru.com, and and uh, and also um, agencies, you know, like Training Pros, who who you know supply uh, uh, you know professionals, qualified professionals, into into different projects and, and opportunities. So yeah, but um, I I I don't. I don't know that it's more than 
than what I've seen before, uh, other than... Well, your crowd, and forgive me for saying that, maybe that's a very discriminatory yeah, way to say it, but I mean it with all the effects. In order. Your crowd, your training development, you, you guys are, you guys are, y'all play nice together. You're, you've been collaborative for years. Yes. More so than most industries, I I think. I think so. Well, I've, right? that's my experience anyway, sure. So maybe it's not such a, such a leap that, hey, we're partnering on this, or, hey, I really don't... That's not my thing, but you ought to talk to Joe. And boy, if y'all could hook up with Susie, y'all would be really great for X. I mean, that's just that's your life. That's how you guys operate, isn't it? Uh, largely. Um, so we try to do um, the most uh, amount of work that we can do competently uh, within our own staff and our own means. Um, but there are times where, you know, there's a competency that we don't have on our team that we need to complete the project or... You know, you have changes in bandwidth. A lot of times, you'll have tons of projects coming down the pipe, and, and you <laughs> right? and you and you need to kind of like you know get some outside help in order to gear up for those. And and then uh, and then there's other times where you can kind of rely on your on your core team. So, um, but uh, but yeah, certainly there are more avenues for identifying the individuals that you need to complete the team today with some of the kind of Uber or other types of technologies um, that uh, help create those groups. All right, so ATD, you guys get together on a regular rhythm, and that's probably not even fair, right? Because you have several subsets of teams that get together in different ways, or how, how does all that work? Yeah, so our, our chapter's not as big as some. Uh, we It's Maryland chapter, so we have the entire state, but... Uh, but um, obviously, it's not as densely populated as, say, Washington D.C. and and, and that type okay, of thing. Right. So, um, so we do have uh, some special interest groups. Um, uh, we have a consultant special interest group. Uh, uh, we have an e-learning uh, special interest group. That type of thing. But our main chapter activity occurs on a monthly basis, where we have different people come in to provide our chapter members information on. Um, we, we try to pick different areas from the ATD competency model. So from last, uh, our last meeting was um, uh, more based around instructional design. Uh, this next meeting is more based around um, coaching, effective coaching. So uh, uh, we, we try and hit different components. And that's one of the things I like about our relationship with ATD National. Um, uh, the chapters in National have a, have a good relationship in that national kind of curates the information, you know, they research it and they curate it and they've put together this body of knowledge uh, called the competency model. And at the chapter level, we get to discuss it as practitioners and, um, and uh, talk about how to implement this in the real world. And uh, so not only do we develop great relationships, but we improve our own ability to help and grow other people um, by having that uh, feet on the ground, face to face contact uh, with each other. So, and I'm under the impression there's there's really a place for people at several different levels. I mean, if someone's just kind of beginning to enter into the profession, there's a place for them in the, at ATD, right? There's even like a development track of, of some kind. Sure. Uh, so uh, we have uh, student memberships, and mm -hmm. we, we do try to reach out to different universities. We go and speak at, like, Towson, um, UMBC, and, and other universities about the, the Association for Talent, uh, for Talent Development, and we offer them a special student rate. Uh, to get them engaged, kind of grassroots kind of stuff. But it's also good for them to begin to 
understand what, uh, you know, what's really involved with doing the job rather than from just uh, sitting in a classroom educational standpoint. Um, and then they can grow up and become, grow, you know, grow to become a regular men, uh, member after they kind of matriculate from, from school. So, um, and hopefully we can continue to gauge them in the program. And then um, we're always looking for people that want to be a part of our board leadership. Um, you know, uh, that's uh, it's 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 a learning opportunity, not only in terms of learning Fred's rules uh, or Robert's rules. I mean, but uh, it's uh, yeah, Fred's rules. There you go. Uh, it, they're my rules, John's rules. No, um, Robert's rules. Uh, but uh, it's also you know what it means to. Uh, be a, a service to an organization, um, the operations of an organization, because we we have to you know balance the balance sheet and produce financial statements and file tax returns and and do a lot of types of operating things that they might not get exposed to if they just went to work somewhere. So well, and you guys sound like you're a very uh, nurturing, very organized bunch. Like if someone is serious about joining and really wants to get something out of it, wants to contribute to the profession, wants to uh, provide for their own personal development. There's a way to do that, and you have some structure for that, it sounds like. Yeah, most individuals that want to get involved will usually um, start either in just getting a degree in education or, or instructional design and then kind of like grow it from there. Um, but then we do have people that, you know, like for example, Adam, who uh, you just had an opportunity to speak with, he kind of started out in sales and then he became a, a, a sales trainer um, for, you know, a, a very large organization. And, uh, and so they kind of get into the, to the field a little bit uh, differently than one who might mm -hmm. have started out that way. So. So what are some tips on getting the most out of one's membership in any association? But for instance, like an ATD, I, I got to believe part of it has to be involved, you know, show up, hang out, maybe join one of these boards when the timing is right. Is it yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I would echo what you just said. Uh, my experience with any uh, type mm. of initiative is you get in, you get out of it what you put into it, right? So if you, if you sign up and you can kind of put the fact that you're a member of the Association for Talent Development on your resume, um, it, it might look good there, um, but it's not feeding you with anything that's going to provide value moving mm -hmm. forward. So um, it's really important to, uh, to get out to the conferences, get out to the local chapter meetings, um, build your professional network. Uh, through the organization, as well as continue to make new distinctions in, in terms of learning and, and development that uh, that you can bring to projects uh, that you work on moving forward. Sounds like marvelous counsel to me. Uh, before we wrap, as we open the conversation, we sort of acknowledge you got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, and I suspect the only way you can do that, remain sane and, and look as well-rested as you do, uh, you must be really good at prioritizing. What are your priorities going into the balance of 2015? Yeah, so um, my priorities have changed uh, since I you know, was younger. Um, my priorities when I was younger was uh, always to um, uh, go out and um, uh, reap and harvest and, and try and grow myself financially as, as, uh, as, as quickly and, uh, abundantly as I could. Um, now, um, uh, you know, at my age, I uh, crossed over 50, not too long ago. Um, I, it's more about giving back. Um, mm -hmm. so, 
um, I do put a lot of energy into both uh, CAC board of directors and the, the and the ATD board of directors um, that I'm involved with. Um, there's a lot of hours that go in there, and then even um, uh, they are my my staff, my team, and the and the clients that I work with. One of the reasons why I'm in this profession is because it's an opportunity for me to give back, you know, to, to help them grow. And, um, and it, it feeds me. So, uh, so when I think in terms of priorities, um, my priorities are, am I, uh, giving back or am I, um, you know, uh, distracted, uh, from that core, uh, goal. So, well, John, keep up the good work. Congratulations on, uh, bringing Adam into the fold you guys are just doing some marvelous things you're to be committed i hope you'll come back i think we have every intention of doing this kind of thing on a regular rhythm maybe we'll come out to one of your meetings sometime and do a broadcast out there but i hope you'll come back and just kind of keep us uh, up to speed with what you guys have got going absolutely uh you know this has been a real pleasure for me and uh, uh nice to meet uh but the both of you and um uh, look forward to coming back at some point in the future. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Before we do go, let's make sure our listeners know where they can get to uh, information about ATD uh, and or uh, Avalon Foster. So sure. some coordinates for both of those. Yeah. So um, Avalon Foster Group, uh, you can hit our website um, at Avalon Foster, A-V-A-L-O-N Foster dot com and uh, uh, go out there and uh, read all about us. Um, and then uh, the ATD Maryland chapter, our URL um, is changing, um, but you can still head us at the old, uh, at the old uh, URL, um, which is atdmaryland.com. Uh, so all I right. think it's atd.maryland.com. So, uh, Nicely done, sir. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to do this again sometime. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. All right, we will be back in a few from Training Pros DC. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.